Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And we are back on Inside the Clubhouse. This hour brought to you by Horowitz & Horowitz, Illinois' top personal injury lawyers. And uh, Bruce, thrilled to be joined by our next guest. Indeed, the vice president of baseball operations and general manager for the Baltimore Orioles, our friend uh, Dan Duquette, uh, joining us on Inside the Clubhouse. Good morning, Dan. Uh, Sounds like you have your hands full in the background. Hey, good morning, Mike. Yeah, uh, we have a uh, we got a full roster here at the house, so we got <laughs> seven kids. Uh, Three you, year old Colt, he wants to go outside and hit some balls. I, I got so it. I, I well, told him I, I told him he had to wait. You know, I had to do the clubhouse show first. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I appreciate <laughs> it, Dan. Dan, obviously, uh, you're in the news a lot, and uh, the idea that uh, you know you might have some players uh, moving on uh, to enhance your team along the way as we go down the season here. Uh, what What is a, the the current feeling as far as time frame for your team? You, you're on a, a good run recently after a, a terrible start, but you're 6-4 and four in your last 10. Where are you at as an organization, first off? Well, you know, we wanted to have a competitive team this year. <clears throat> we thought we could contend uh, after we signed Cobb. Unfortunately, that's not the way the season started. We got off to a horrible start. And we didn't really hit much. Our pitching wasn't very good, and our defense wasn't up to sp- up to speed. So, you know, we got ourselves in a little bit of a hole here. And then, you know, the Red Sox and the Yankees, you know, they, they have things – uh, together right now, you know they've got great depth to their organization. Obviously, some great young players that they've been able to uh, bring up through their minor league systems to staff their major league teams. So, I mean, these guys are tough, and you know, make no mistake about it, that team up in Toronto—that's no small market team. Right. They got a huge market to play you know, across all of Canada. I mean, they got a huge uh, following uh, across the country as well. They should, but anyway, uh, we dug ourselves a hole. And, um, you know, we're trying to dig out of it uh, bit by bit. But at some point, we're going to have to reckon with the fact that, uh, you know, some of these players that are currently on our club uh, might be more helpful to get us players that will help us win in the, in the future. So we're still taking a look at that. You know, usually, Bruce, we try to go to Memorial Day and then see where you are on Memorial Day and see – what the strengths and weaknesses of the club are and how we can supplement uh, what, you know, what we need to compete. Um, I'm not sure we're going to be in that position this year. How is Machado holding up under all the intense uh, trade rumors? <laughs> well, I, I don't know if you look at the, uh, look at the box score, but I mean, the kid's having a, a year with the bat, he's having an offensive year like few few guys have had. Absolutely. I think he's leading the league in home runs. He's up there at tops and RBIs. And he may not be the top average hitter in the league, but he's one of the top couple. Well, and 347 is not bad. You know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah not, not, not bad when you hit 14 or 15 home runs so far either. But, you know, he's a, he's a, he's a gifted elite player. Um, he's moved over to shortstop. And he's handled the routine play at short 
quite successfully. Some of the more challenging plays he's had trouble with, but, you know, he's done a steady job. And, you know, he, he, he's having a good year. He, he's handled it like a pro. I'm really impressed with Manny. He's matured so much that the year he had a couple of years ago when he won the Platinum Glove, and he went from, uh, you know, a relatively unknown player to a superstar. I think it really uh, helped him mature. And, you know, he's always known that he could play ball, but a lot of his – I'm really impressed with the personal qualities and, and the growth that I have seen in him. He's got a terrific, uh, terrific wife, Yaney, who's a big asset to him. And, they, you know, they, they, they've, been, they've been around the league um, – uh, Yaney's brother's a big league ball player there. He, he's with Cleveland this year. He made the all-star team last year. Um, he's, well, he's the first baseman there. So, I mean, they, 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 they've been around pro ball. And, you know, even though I think Manny's like 25, uh, you know, he, he's a veteran player. Yeah, he certainly, it's funny when you say that because he is very young because he seems like he's been around for so long. And that's why, honestly, I mean, I was, and I'm sure you were too, very, very surprised when he struggled as much as he did last year, but he's, he really seems to have kind of put that in the rear view at the end of last year and then certainly coming into this year. Uh, any any thoughts as to as to what, what uh, went into that? Well, I, first of all, I think he was trying really hard to make the all-star team because it was in his hometown of Miami. And uh, I, I don't know if you remember, but last year during the season, the players had a nickname day. Right. And you could put your nickname out, and the nickname that Manny put out was Mr. Miami. <laughs> so I, I think it it um, he really had his sights set on playing in that All Star game in Miami, and yeah, I think he tried a little bit too hard. But having said that, I mean he hit as many balls hard as anybody else in the league. If you check the advanced statistics and his exit velocity off, off the ball off his bat. He hit as many balls hard as anybody I've seen. Yeah, a lot of those balls were caught last year. The defenses were focused on Manny, and they seemed to be in the right place at the right time. He had a lot of balls that he hit hard. And then in the second half of the season, you know, some of those balls started falling in uh, after the opportunity to play in the All-Star game came about. But, you know, I, I thought that, you know, Manny – all in all, had a pretty good year, and I know he's determined to have a good year this year. He worked really hard in the offseason, and he's off to a great start. Vice President of, base, of Baseball Operations for the Baltimore Orioles and General Manager Dan Duquette joining us on Inside the Clubhouse. He's Mike. I'm Bruce. We're here for you every week talking baseball, 52 weeks out of the year. Dan, uh, how much credence should people put into the recent rumors about Manny and uh, his availability now? Uh, you know, certainly – People like John Heyman uh, tweeting that the Cubs are as interested as anybody out there who wouldn't be interested in Manny. But uh, how much is fact? How much is fiction that we can uh, put out there at this point in time? Well, you know, Manny's a real difference maker, and I've really enjoyed the back and forth in this series we got with Boston the last two nights. He and Mookie Betts have gone back and forth as to who's going to get the base hit to win the game for their team. Yeah, that's These fun. guys are, are two of the most talented uh, players in the league. So, you know, of course there's a lot of interest in Manny. Um, you know, the issue for the Orioles will be is, you know, will, will, will the Orioles ultimately trade a player that's on his way to a 
Triple Crown or possible MVP season. You know, that's a, that's an issue for the club. And then, um, you know, in the off season, you know, there were some teams that were interested in Manny, but you know, there there wasn't a lot of uh, talent coming back because teams know that it's going to take a lot of money to resign Manny. So, if a team wants a player as good as Manny Machado is, it's to help them. You know, not just win the, not just get into the playoffs. It's to it's to get in the playoffs. Of course, win the pennant in the World Series. And there will be a few teams like that, but whether we match up with them or not, I, I don't really know the answer yeah. to that yet. It, and you you don't know really a time frame. Uh, I mean, it's 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 difficult, isn't it? Uh, if you hear the right names early on, would you be more inclined to do it, or do you owe it to the Orioles fans and? Uh, ownership to keep them there for an extended period of time. I mean, it's a, it's a tough call, Dan. Yeah, it's a tough call. And you know, the, 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 uh, the good thing is that, you know, Oriole fans have gotten to see Manny play, uh, for a little over six years now. And, you know, they, they, they know that he's an elite, he's an elite ball player. He's given them some really good years, uh, possibly the best years of his career, although he should have some good ones ahead of him. He won't be 26 until July, so he's one of those gifted athletes that got to the big leagues quickly and early, and he's been able to to show his skill. Dan, you've been around a long time, a long time baseball executive, uh, and uh, as this as this stuff, uh, you know, as we roll further in the season, how much, if if any, has this trade deadline stuff tr- uh, changed with with you know the the whole free agency thing and uh, different metrics for different prospects and whatnot? Well, you know the, the 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 big thing on the on the trade deadline is that with that extra wild card, you know, the second wild card. I know it's a playing game and it's a it's a sudden victory, you know, game. It's a death match. You, you know, you win, you go on. You lose, you go home. That's got a lot of drama for the fans, but that's kept a lot of teams alive. So there's a lot more contenders when you get down to the uh, down to the trade deadline, and you know the teams that are out of it. You know, there's a more limited pool of players that those teams that are uh, clawing to get into the playoffs in advance can go after. So, you know, teams can pick up some some good players. Um, last year, uh, the Cubs traded a third baseman there over to Detroit, Jimer Candelario. Yeah, because good player. I mean, the Cubs. Yeah, he's a good player. But the, I mean, the Cubs didn't really need him. I mean, they've got an excellent third baseman uh, over at their third base uh, in Bryant. And uh, I think they used him to pick up, excuse me, to pick up a relief pitcher. So, you know, there's there's good players that are available down around the trade deadline. You know, you just got to do a good job with scouting. Dan Duquette, for just a minute or two more here on Inside the Clubhouse, the general manager, vice president of baseball operations for the Orioles. Dan, how would you uh, characterize the volume of phone calls that you get from other baseball executives at this point in time? Well, we, we've been working. Our scouts have been working. Uh, we haven't had that many. Uh, we haven't had that many calls, frankly. You know, there are some teams that thought they were going to be in contention that aren't in contention, and then there's some other teams that are still evaluating their own ball club. And uh, you know, we, we we really haven't gotten that many calls. You know, there there are some teams going to be looking for some uh, ways to bolster their bullpen. And then we have, of course, uh, Zach Britton, who's going to be a free agent at the end of the year. 
he's kind of come back at the end of the month. And then uh, we also have another closer in Brad Brock. So I, I think you'll see a number of teams that are active trying to bolster the bullpen. There, there are every year. So I think you'll see uh, more activity there. You know, the uh, selectivity of the of the uh, position players. You know, I think that I think that's kind of hit or miss. But I think it'd be a robust market for relief pitchers. So would you characterize some of the uh, the advanced trade talk of some of the uh, reporters as uh, a little bit of ahead of uh, themselves at this point? Well, I, I would say this. You know, the Orioles got off to a bad start, but our, our best player, Manny Machado, got off to a great start. And it's a lot more interesting to talk about Manny Machado right now. <laughs> Uh, as an individual than it is the Orioles because he's doing so well. Right. And I think that's that's where a lot of the focus is. You know, the Orioles have been very competitive uh, over several years. We've been able to compete against the Red Sox and the Yankees, and that's no small feat. I mean, these teams got a lot of money. they got smart baseball people. they they got a lot of resources. They leverage their intelligence and their resources with the technology. So, they're, they're tough to compete against, and we got a lot of work to do to get back to where we can compete with those guys again. In closing with you, how are you and Buck holding up? Uh, you, you know, uh, you guys have done a great job there getting uh, teams to the playoffs often with not an awful lot of money to support it. And, um, you know, uh, how, how is this uh, last year going for both of you guys? Well, yeah, I mean, it's been it's been rough sledding because, uh, you know, we've been able to uh, keep it together and compete. Uh, you know, this year that hasn't been the case. But we, we do have some uh, some pretty good young ball players to keep an eye on. We, we have a left-handed pitcher by the name of Tanner Scott. He's got some serious pitches. He's got a 97 and 99 fastball and a really good slider. Uh, so that, that's a good uh, that's a good pitcher to keep your eye on. Uh, Mancini, the kid from Notre Dame, had a good year last mm-hmm. year. Uh, he looks like he's going to be with us for a while. And uh, John Scope, our best player last year, is, is having a good year. So there, there's some guys that have come up. We've got a left-hand hitting catcher, Cisco, came through the farm system. He should be with us for a while. And we've got a few more coming along the way, Bruce. It's just that uh, we just got off to such a bad start this year. Well, it's better now, 6-4 and four in your last 10. Dan, uh, Mike, and I appreciate your time. Especially, you know, coming on and talking about some of these sensitive issues and the fact that the team hasn't done well for you to stand up and uh, talk to an old friend like this is much appreciated. Have a great day, and uh, we'll see your team here against the White Sox in the next few days. Yeah, okay, Bruce. Thanks a lot. Always good to talk baseball with you guys. Have a good week, right. and uh, we'll talk to you later. Thanks Bye-bye. again. Uh, Dan Duquette, Vice President of Baseball Operations and General Manager of the Baltimore Orioles. Your thoughts out there at 312-644-6767. Did you glom anything out of that that you thought indicated that Manny Machado will be on his way somewhere else? Will it be the Chicago Cubs? Do they have enough inventory to trade for him? Mike and I will be here talking to you about that, everything Cubs and White Sox as we move on. We'll hear some tape when we come back from last night from both sides of town. But we are guest-free for the rest of the show until 10 o'clock. We want your calls at 312-644-6767. Your reaction to the Machado chat uh, with Dan Duquette there, right there. Uh, and we'll talk about it next here on Inside the Clubhouse on The Score. Welcome back to Inside the Clubhouse here on The Score. Bruce Levine, Mike Esposito, till 10 o'clock, talking Chicago baseball with you every Saturday morning, 52 weeks out of the year. Just talked uh, to Dan Decat, the GM of the Baltimore Orioles. Uh, some interesting uh, Manny Machado 
stuff there. And uh, we also talked to Jason McLeod earlier in the show, the Cubs uh, vice president of player development and scouting. And we want to talk to you at 312-644-6767. Your thoughts, Cubs, Sox, everything baseball talked here every week. Mike and I are here for you. Text Mike at 67011. And some interesting things from uh, Dan. You know, normally it's it's a very sensitive area when you're a general manager of a team and you you know that at some point your superstars like Manny Machado and Adam Jones are going to be traded, mm-hmm. especially when you're already 15 games out in your division and you're not even at Memorial Day. So it's a tough time for them. And on, on top of that, Duquette and Buck Showalter, uh, Mike, are both uh, in the last year of contracts, Yeah, if you can imagine. So it makes it even more convoluted where you have a general manager who is uh, – scheduled to make a move for you or two big moves and you don't know if he's going to be back next year so from the perspective of do you allow him to go ahead does ownership with mr peter angelos who's been very sick since october and um, hasn't really been involved in the day-to-day activity now his sons are getting involved in running the team uh what kind of a mess is that for Dan and Buck Showalter every day, not knowing the directives of ownership, whether it's coming from Peter Angelos or his sons, it's mm-hmm. a, it's a whole can of worms. Yeah. And, and especially when you know that, you know, your likelihood of re-signing Manny Machado is, is slim at this point. If you're Baltimore, uh, you started, or, or if you said, trade for him, right? Yeah. Right. You have no idea. Right. But if you're the Orioles, especially, I mean, the, the, the reasons to trade him far outweigh the reasons to not trade him because they're not contending. They're in last place. They're that, one of the worst records the, in that's baseball. That's the common right sense part of it, Mike. But yeah. the other part is you don't live in Baltimore. That's true. You aren't an Orioles fan. You're not the one that's going to decide whether he goes to the ballpark or not if Manny's in uniform. Manny's top player in the game right now. He's the top two or three players in baseball. Uh, his numbers are off the chart. He's one of the most exciting players. So if you're sitting around Baltimore with your family of four and deciding, hey, are we going to the ballpark or not? And they go, well, you know, uh, Mr. Duquette said that they're trading Manny here pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Um, are you gonna? Are you still going to go? So the owners are concerned with fannies and seats and the fact uh, that uh, they want to keep their fan base going, not only what the future of the franchise is all about. And you mentioned uh, the ownership, too, and the Angelos family has always – uh, been very protective of that, and they really want to compete Absolutely. with that Baltimore team. So it's you're, not... you're right. I mean, they they passed on making. I mean, the Cubs almost uh, traded for Brian Roberts, um, a top second baseman for them, about eight years ago, nine yep. years ago. Orioles were uh, going to get six players from the Chicago Cubs for Roberts, and Mr. Angelo stepped in and said, "You know what? He's the face of the Orioles. We can't do it." And within a year. Uh, his skills started to erode. Mm-hmm. Within two and a half years, he was out of baseball. Mm-hmm. So from that perspective, you know, if you're the general manager there, you know the ownership is in love with certain players. It might make it difficult for Dan to be able to even uh, think about moving Machado before the trading deadline. Got uh, some callers on the line. Let's head out to Macomb where Mike joins us on Inside the Clubhouse. Hey, Mike, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Um, I just kind of had a thought and see what you guys think about it. But, I, you know, you look back at when we got Chapman, he was a rental player, but he was what the Cubs needed to get over the top to win the World Series. And 
kind of my thought is is if we give up Russell and Hap in a deal to get Machado, would it be worth it if that's what wins the World Series? Even if we don't re-sign him, uh, even if we're not able to re-sign him, obviously you wouldn't know if we would or not at the time of the trade. But, you know, to me, it would be worth it to give up Russell and Hap, something like that, to win the championship again, knowing that you still got plenty of guys on the field like Baez that can replace uh, Russell at short and Almora that can replace half and center or what have you. I was kind of getting what your guys' thoughts would be on that. Mike, uh, hold on a minute. Were you okay with the Glaber Torres, who's now ascending with the New York Yankees, for Chapman for that championship? Were you okay with Eloy Jimenez and Cease uh, going for a very much-needed Jose Quintana knowing that uh, Eloy Jimenez and, and Glaber Torres both have a chance to be superstars as well? Uh, on the first one, I would say yes, because you don't know when you're going to win another World Series, and clearly Chapman was a key part of that, number one. We don't know yet with the Quintana deal, I guess. Um, that may turn out to be a bust, may not. Uh, but the first one with Chapman, I would say I would do it again because – you just don't know when you're going to win another title, and it had been so long since they won it. And, again, we're in this situation where they need something to set them over the top, possibly, as a team. And these guys like Happ and Russell, and not particularly Russell, but Happ and some of the other guys, they're fighting for playing time where they can't play enough anyway. So we've got plenty of guys to play. So my thought on it is, you know what, let's try to go win another one and – yeah, you lost Russell at short, but you've got Baez that can play short. You Mike, know, you lost. That's my thought. Mike, thank you for your call. 312-644-6767. Machado and the Cubs. White Sox demote Fulmer. Where are they going next in the rebuild? All a part of the rest of our show here. Again, 312-644-6767. Text 6711. Back on Inside the Clubhouse, Bruce Levine, Mike Esposito, till 10 o'clock, and uh, the phones are a-buzzing. Yeah, uh, a lot of Manny Machado talk. Uh, Again, Dan Dan Duquette, the general manager of the Orioles, just on with us here on Inside the Clubhouse, talking about uh, the fact that, uh, you know, he he talked about how important he was to the Orioles. At the same time, he talked about uh, the realities of their situation there in Baltimore and the fact that maybe indeed – Manny will be going somewhere. We don't know how soon, but it makes sense that with uh, him facing free agency in November, he'll be moving on. Will it be the Chicago Cubs? Is there a match from talent uh, level going on? Is there enough talent to get him? Are you willing to give up controllable young players for a two- or three-month rental? Yeah, Baltimore, 14-30. and 30. They're 15 and a half games out already against, uh, obviously, the Yankees, Boston, and Toronto all uh, – uh, your upper echelon teams and, in that division. And so. will Dan Duquette be allowed to trade Manny Machado by an ownership that at the very least is quirky? For sure. <laughs> That's a good way the to put it. Very least. Uh, out to Juliet we go. Uh, Eddie is up first talking Manny Machado here. Hey, Eddie. Hey, how you doing? Good. Good. How you doing? Okay. I got, okay. I'm good. I got two things. Okay. The last caller was saying, you know, was talking about whether or not they, they would be okay with Hap and Russell. I'm okay with I'm okay with Russell. Let's hold on to half and let's de- let's dig down into the prospects and get one of those. And then I heard you say, was he okay with the other deals that happened with these guys who have the potential to be stars in the league? Right. All we we always have to remember that potential. That 
it's a it's a, it's a promissory note. Yesterday's a cash check. The only thing we have is today. You right. don't know what these guys will become. So I would rather I would rather deal with something that that may or may not happen. If it does, if it happens, that's fine because there's nothing we you shouldn't give up in order to, to win a World Series. No matter who you are and what you've done, World Series are franchise changing events for any franchise. I you know I like so your how many you win. I like your thoughts and I like your passion, Mike. Uh, he uh, thanks, Eddie. Kind of says it all, you know. Uh, where Cub fans might be holding on to, oh, you know, we can win for the next four years if we keep everybody in line. This gentleman, maybe maybe rightfully so, says, you know what? Let's just grab that next World Series. That's the one that we can approach right now. Uh-huh. We can't worry about the future because if you have two World Series championships in three years, that's that's not too bad. Maybe Maybe you can move on because you have enough talent at the major league level. The only thing I caution about is – in the minor leagues, you don't have replacements anymore. They're all at the major league level. Mm-hmm. You have pitching coming in the minor leagues, but you don't necessarily have position players of this quality. If a player gets hurt or if a pitcher gets hurt, uh, that thins you out even further. So uh, the idea that uh, they've traded some really great young talent to uh, continue on to these deep runs in the playoffs is true. Uh, but at a certain point, you hit the wall as far as how much talent you have left, and now you're trading off the 25-man roster. And isn't isn't that what got the Yankees in trouble, uh, trading, 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 and then it, it, pretty it soon is. they had nothing left? It is, but again, uh, you know, what what he said makes sense also, and that is if you have a chance to win now, sure. yeah. you owe it to yourself to try to go ahead and do it. You also had Theo on these very airwaves not long ago saying that he's not going to pay a, a steep price for rentals. So, I mean, it's uh, all over the place. Uh, let's uh, take one more call, Bruce, before we head out to break. Uh, and it is George on the north hey. side. Hey, George, how you doing? I'm doing good. I don't really like the uh, trade for Manny Machado. Uh, Russell has been proven to be a great player in the in the World Series. Uh, Hap, Hap's got a great fortune, and uh, so uh, you know, to me, if 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 you're going to go out and find something, go find a great starting pitcher because there's still things going on with Hugh Darvish. We don't know if he's going to be there to, to take us to the next level. I'm with you. Uh, honestly, uh, it's usually all about pitching and uh, bullpen when you go to late in the year and you're a contending team, Mike. Um, you're not usually looking for a position player. Machado also would be going into a skill position that, as you heard Dan Duquette talk about, he's handled the – Average plays pretty well. Mm-hmm. Some of the more challenging plays in the hole, uh, some of the double play stuff, maybe not quite as well as you would expect because he's been playing third base for almost all of his career. Yeah, he came up a young shortstop in the Orioles organization, but he's been a third baseman for the last five years up until now. Yeah, kind of forced that uh, that move there in Baltimore. And unless you trade Russell – in any Machado move, then obviously you, you've got a shortstop, but Machado would certainly chump, trump that. Excuse me. Uh, some interesting uh, facets to this, and, and we've got uh, some Jed Hoyer tape, too, that we'll listen yeah. to after this break. George, Matt, Phil, Tom, uh, we'll all get to you on your Machado thoughts. Continue to talk Chicago baseball with you at 312-644-6767. And Jed Hoyer uh, was on with uh, Bernstein and McKnight yesterday. We'll, we'll hear some of that as well before we're out of here at 10. Inside the clubhouse on the score. Well, I, I would say this, you know, the Orioles got off to a bad start, but our, our best player, Manny Machado, got off to a great start. And it's a lot more interesting to talk about Manny Machado right now 
uh, as an individual than it is the Orioles because he's doing so well. Right. And I think that's that's where a lot of the focus is. You know, the Orioles have been very competitive uh, over several years. We've been able to compete against the Red Sox and the Yankees, and that's no small feat. I mean, these teams got a lot of money. They got smart baseball people. They they got a lot of resources. They leverage their intelligence and their resources with the technology. So they're they're tough to compete against, and we got a lot of work to do to get back to where we can compete with those guys again. That's Dan Duquette, Orioles GM, on this program about a half hour ago talking about Manny Machado and all the trade rumors, Bruce Levine. And absolutely. And if you read into his words, he's basically saying, we're not a very good team. Maybe the reporting is a little ahead of itself because of the fact that Manny's more interesting to talk about. Everyone knows the destination's going on. Duquette also said that we need more talent here. And one way to get that is trade Manny Machado trade Adam Jones and uh, reset down the line. But as we said, uh, Dan is a lame duck. There is a general manager, Buck Showalter uh, is the general manager, Buck Showalter, the manager at lame duck. It's a strange situation with Mr. Angelos, uh, very sick as well. The owner of the team. Yeah. And, and he mentioned also in our interview uh, at one point, Zach Britton, their closer who's coming off of an Achilles injury, but he's a free agent at the end of uh, this year as well. So that's uh all different kinds of things there. Everybody wants to talk about Manny Machado, and the score is where you can do that. Absolutely. So let's head on to, uh, excuse me, Forest Park, where we find Phil up first. Hey, Phil, good morning. Good morning, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Um, I just wanted to comment. I think uh, I think actually uh, the Cubs would be smart in pursuing Manny Machado. I think a couple of things. First of all, obviously putting him in that. I think the Cubs need something in another big bat in the middle of the lineup to take pressure off of Rizzo and Bryant. And I think, uh, you know, a, a Russell hat package would give the Orioles two controllable players for somebody who, let's face it, he's going to walk Machado at the end of the year. They're not going to be able to resign. And I think it would give Machado and the Cubs about a three-year, three-month kind of like trial period to see if there is some long-term possibilities. If there is, great. If not, I think there's a lot of middle infielders, a lot of free agent middle infielders that the Cubs will be able to pursue and to be able to take Baez and either keep him at second and pursue a shortstop in free agency or um, move him to short. And I think there's three or four free agent second basements. But I think it would put him in a great position this year to win the World Series. And, Appreciate it. You know, let's face it, yeah. Addison Russell's he's a two forty one lifetime hitter with a low on-base percentage. I don't really see it getting much better. Thank you. Thanks. He's 24 years old, so... Uh, eating he, up, too, of late. Yeah, he's heating up. He had just four hits uh, last night, I believe, and yeah. looking good there. But uh, here's a question for you, Mike, and we'll continue with these phone callers right now up until the end, and then Rosie and Mike take you until Chicago Cub Baseball, the beginning of a split doubleheader. Uh, that begins at 11.35 with Zach Zaidman doing your pre-game. And... Uh, you, you trade for Machado, but do you tell him he's playing third base and you move Baez back to short and you move Bryant into the outfield? I, I If you trade – see, to me, Bryant is the third baseman. I, 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 I love the flexibility, but right. I do not but, want him – But, I mean, is that, your best, is that your best defensive mode? Is Machado at short your best no, defensive mode? No, no, Machado mode? at third, your best. You move Machado to third, Baez to short, Zobris goes back to second – and Brian goes to the outfield. If somebody's not hitting out there, so who, he's your everyday right fielder, 
if uh, well, so that I guess that that could everyday work. left fielder, everyday right fielder. You, you jockey Bryant around between Hayward and, and Schwarber in, in the corners there, yeah, and a- absolutely. I mean, he's uh, got to play again. You want to put out your best defense, and Machado might be very the very best of defensive third baseman in the American League. There's no question that if 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 Machado were to become a Cub, I do not put him at shortstop. I would play Baez at short. Well, Assuming you traded then Russell. Then you only have one that, other spot, and that's third base. Right, I, yeah. and that's what I, I would play Baez at short if you traded Russell, right. and I would play Machado But, but it creates third. a lot of different discussions, that's for sure. All, all yeah. pretty good discussions. It's not bad news. Let's uh, continue to hit the phone lines, Mark. Yep, we go to Kankakee. Mark is up next. Hey, Mark, good morning. You're on Inside the Clubhouse. Now, thanks for taking my call. you got a great show, Bruce. I listen to you every Saturday. Appreciate I, it. I would... I would absolutely make that trade, <clears throat> although I don't think uh, I don't think Russell and Hap is is uh, going to do it. I think you're going to probably have to put somebody like Montgomery in that deal. Uh, Baltimore wants pitching, and Montgomery wants to be a starter. So um, I, I think Montgomery, Russell, and uh, and Hap might make it work. And I wouldn't be completely. I mean, obviously, you want to make the deal that you so you can re-sign them. But if you don't re-sign them. We still got Harper out there next year, and we could sign him. So, um, you know, the ideal situation is you sign him, but if you don't, I wouldn't be disappointed if we ended up with Harper instead. Interesting. Uh, and it's all for going for this year, winning a world championship, Mike. That's what we're hearing out there. Yep. Uh, more Machado, Humboldt Park. Carlos is up next. Hey, Carlos, good morning. Good morning, guys. Thank you for taking my call. Bruce, with your many decades of knowledge in the baseball, I mean, you're one of the greatest baseball minds of all time. What would you do? Would you bring Manny Machado over here to Chicago to get us a World Series push? I don't want to see Hap gone. I think that he could be utilized so much, whether in the infield or the outfield. I think that he's like a a new coming of a Ben Zobris type with a little bit more power. He needs to work on his defense a little bit more, but he has a lot of speed. I don't mind Addison Russell leaving. And then uh, a few minutes ago, you guys were talking about moving guys around a little bit. How do we know that Manny Machado is one of those guys who's going to be loving to get into the lineup and play, playing right field one day, playing shortstop the next day, playing third base one day? We don't know that. The caller before that uh, made a couple good points in saying this will be a great rental for us to see if Machado will be comfortable in our clubhouse to see at the end of the year if he would love to be a Chicago Cub forever. And we got to keep Baez. We got to keep. We got to keep Hap. Get rid of Russell. I think Machado coming to Chicago, a World Series push would be great. Yeah, I, you know, I, Thanks, I hear Carlos. the excitement there. And yeah. uh, the idea is you're you're not just getting a player. You're getting a great player. You're not getting a, a good baseball person. You're getting a great baseball mm-hmm. person. So if it's a, a rental, Mike, uh, there's a lot of positives to go for it. And it, it's also an incentive for your team that uh, we're going to go out and get the very best players, no matter how great we think the team is at any time. And I think that's what Epstein and Hoyer have already proved, that they'll go sure. ahead and do that. Let's uh, keep running through these calls here, Mike. Out to River Grove, we find Chuck next on Inside the Club. I'll say, Chuck. Hey, how's it going, buddies? Hi, Chuck. Good. Hey, I think the Cubs are targeting the wrong player. I think they should go after Donaldson and, uh, and Moe Schwarber and Hap in, in the trade. Because you can put KB in left. I think Harper is the key person for next year because you're not going to be able to sign Machado this year because Boris just won't allow it. No matter if the Cubs offer him $50 million, Boris is going to say you can get $60 million. So I just think that, uh, you know, and, and Donaldson, if, if the Cubs want to try, uh, sign him next year, uh, and he wants to stay with the Cubs, that's fine. If he doesn't, then uh, you can still move KB back to uh, third base and, and, and go after Harper big time. Interesting concept, Mike. Let's keep moving. 
We've got, uh, let's see, I got it punching him up fast and furious here. John is in Rolling Meadows, and he is up next uh, talking to little Manny. Hey, hey, John. Hi, guys. How are you? I'm going to be kind of a spoil sport here. You're, you're looking at who his agent is, okay? And you're looking at the situation out in L.A. with Seager being gone for the year. They pick up Machado. They put him at shortstop where he wants to play. There's a good bet that he's going to end up either out in L.A. or in New York with the Yankees as a free agent. I think he'll go to the Yankees because they'll probably be looking for an everyday shortstop that can hit the ball. And if the Yankees get him with the lineup they'll have, oh, my God. Yeah, I, I think, mean that's that's that, a that's a bought championship. Yeah, that's, waiting probably, to happen. that's probably overkill. I like your idea about the Angels, though. They they're in need of some juice there. They got Turner back at third base. He's starting to turn it on for them. They need some help at shortstop for sure. Mike. Yep, uh, and it'll be interesting in that off season to see where the where the money goes. Bryce Harper, Manny Machado, and the dominoes fall. Uh, uh, one more caller before we end the show. River North, Matt, uh, take us home. Matt, how you doing? Well, I wanted to talk socks for a second. Please. Bruce, everybody keeps talking about Giolito and Fulmer. What do you see in those guys? Their velocity isn't great. They walk a ton of people. And when Rondon comes back and they bring up Kopech, those two guys got to be out of the rotation, wouldn't you think? Yeah, it's all about depth. you know. Uh, and and thanks for your call. Appreciate it. And uh, thanks for holding on as well, guys. Uh, we had just full. We still have full phone lines, and we appreciate it. It's been a hot topic, but with Fulmer and Giolito, Giolito uh, certainly, you know, has some things to prove. He goes out there tonight. He's pitched some good ones. He really gutted his way uh, through that game with the Cubs last week. It was uh, an impressive performance for underachieving a guy that day to be able to win that ball game. And we ran out of time, so we didn't get to hear from Jed Hoyer, but maybe next week we'll bring some of that back. But uh, we appreciate our guest, Dan Duquette. Jason McLeod, Cubs Senior Vice President of Scouting and Player Development. Bruce, you can find you where? On Twitter at MLB Bruce Levine. Write every day Cubs and Sox 670 The Score website where you'll find a lot of great writers and a lot of great information. Mike, we'll see you next week. We'll see you next week. I am at Espo670 on Twitter. And coming up next, some Saturday suckage, a truncated edition, condensed suckage, as we like to call it, till 1135 with Steve Rosenblum and me next here on The Score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.